Example, let's say that your house is worth, just for sake of argument, is worth 800,000 and your first mortgage is 400,000. So in theory, you have $400,000 in equity, but how do you how do you grab that? You know what I mean? You just need to have a tool for that. And a key lock is basically like having a credit card against your property. Jose Luis is the fact that when you, let's say you borrow $50,000, that $50,000, you only have to repay back the interest. That is the one part that is great, but it could also be negative because you're paying interest only. Uh, you have a million dollar property and uh, that property has a mortgage of 500000 and you want to go to the max. Hey everybody, Jose Luis Morales here. Welcome back to another episode of the Morales Group Show. Today we have a very special guest. His name is Silverio Garcia. He is the owner, founder, CEO of Silver Mortgage Group. And today we're going to be talking about how to finance an ADU. So we're going to talk about two different ways. We're going to talk about how to finance ADUs if you're looking to live in the primary residence, but we're also going to talk about how to finance ADUs if this is an investment property. Now, this is very important because I've talked to a lot of lenders and most lenders will not finance on ADUs. If it's not owner occupied, there's a lot more restrictions for non owner occupied ADU financing. So I think this is a really good episode that can shed some light. So if you're looking to finance an ADU, uh, this is an episode that you don't want to miss and that you want to watch to the end. Uh, welcome to the show, Silverio. How are you? Hey, Jose Luis. How are you? Thank you for having me. Really appreciate it. Of course. Same here. So for our viewers that don't know who Silverio is, who is Silverio Garcia? How long have you been in the mortgage industry? And then how did you get involved in the mortgage industry and specifically the financing of uh, accessory dwelling units as well, too? I appreciate that. Yeah. So my name is Silverio Garcia. I've been in the industry for a little bit over 21 years now, and uh, all of those years have been in finance, uh, specifically, you know, real estate financing. So um, I originally started, you know, with your your traditional, you know, brokerages and so on and so forth. And now we are a direct lender, which means that we fund our own transactions and we have direct access also to additional different type of types of financing. Um, over the years, I've always been fascinated with not necessarily just doing mortgages, but also owning my own real estate, you know, um, and over the years, I've learned a lot of different tricks uh, to the trade to be able to expand, you know, our real estate like yourself leveraging, you know, the current equity of your home, but at the same time, teaching others on how they can do it themselves, because it seems, you know, very obvious that, you know, buying properties is an easy thing to do. But once you put it into perspective, you know, it becomes quite challenging if you don't know the actual basic steps. Um, as far as my background itself, you know, I've always been an office you know, guy, uh, hardly ever out and, you know, <laughs> doing any type of construction, but I've always been fascinated with construction itself. And uh, particularly if we want to talk about Ventura County, because that's where mostly, you know, I do most of my business, Ventura County, Santa Barbara and LA County. But if I focus, uh, just speaking about Ventura County, uh, over the last two, three years, as you well know, there was a few changes um, statewide more than anything else that allowed the creation of ADUs and junior ADUs because of the lack of housing, uh, you know, that we have here in uh, the area, particularly. So uh, my immediate interest was thinking, how do I expand my current real estate? Because buying real estate, you know, as you well know, 
has dramatically increased in value over time. And I figured, well, we have equity on the properties. So what can we do with that and how can we expand them? So um, in theory, that's how I personally got started into ADUs by learning, you know, what the actual cities themselves require to create that. And um, I've, you know, I can say that I've become an expert at it and uh, I would like to share this information with everybody else. The first question that everybody asks is how can you get financing for an ADU? Is that mm-hmm. usually what yeah. you get as well? Yeah. 100%. So in theory, ADUs are uh, a very specific type of addition to your property. Uh, when your parents were uh, you know, growing up or even before the 2008 era, we used to call it additions. And in Espanol, we would call them adiciones. Uh, so basically now we call them ADUs, accessory dwelling units. With that said, there isn't a specific loan for just an ADU. Therefore, we've had to get creative as to how do we leverage the equity of the properties. Now, prior to the, the rate decrease that we had in 2020, 2021, and you know, part of 2022, we mostly would refinance the property, take out the cash and, you know, leave one single loan. But yeah. most Americans, uh, I don't know the real percentage, but I would say over 80% of Americans will have interest rates at or below 3% or so. So when having a conversation with somebody and saying like, well, how do you tap into your equity? And you say, well, if you refinance now, your interest rate is going to be six or 7%. People freak out and they're like, no, that's not what we want to do. So thankfully over the years, we've re-expanded uh, new options for equity leveraging, such as equity lines of credit, which we most, all of us know them, know them as uh, HELOCs. And now there's something newer called HELOAN. So basically a HELOC, uh, if I may explain, is an adjustable rate mortgage. It's basically like having a credit card against your home and you basically tap into the equity as you please. Example, Let's say that your house is worth, just for sake of argument, is worth eight hundred thousand, and your first mortgage is four hundred thousand. So in theory, you have four hundred thousand dollars in equity. But how do you, how do you grab that? You know what I mean? You just need to have a tool for that. And a HELOC is basically like having a credit card against your property. Let's say we give you an equity line of credit of two hundred thousand dollars, and you start the process, but you don't need that money immediately. So once you start basically doing the project, then you start tapping into that equity little by little. Now, what is the positive and what is the negative of, of an equity line of credit? Um, we know that an equity line of credit is an adjustable rate mortgage, with, which means that it's tied to the Fed's rate. Currently today, it's eight and a half percent, but the banks also need to make money. So the eight and a half percent is plus the bank's fee that in some cases it could be one, two or the average today is three percent over the actual Fed rate. So if you can put two and two together, you're talking about eleven and a half percent on one hundred and fifty to two hundred thousand dollars. It could get a little expensive. So primarily equity lines of credit holds are intended for owner occupied properties. Very few equity lines of credit are intended if you are already an investor, let's say you, if you call me, um, I know that you have an extensive real estate portfolio. Hold on w- w- one second. Let's go back to the adjustable rate mortgages. So on the HELOC, uh, mainly for owner users, yep. uh, what is like a loan 
to value ratio, yeah. meaning like, so like, let's say the home is worth a million dollars for simplicity, like, yeah. and you owe 500, like how much could you actually pull out? Or is, or is it based more on value? Is it based more on income? Is it based on, what, what do oh, they base it it's on? based on everything that you just mentioned. So, but number one is yes. So whomever is applying for an equity line of credit, they need to have the sufficient income to be able to qualify for their first mortgage. And on top of that, you know, obviously the second mortgage, but that's a great question. So typically for owner occupied properties, you can go up to 89.99% of the value of the home. Uh, primarily, let's say that if you're, if you have a $1 million uh, uh, valuation on your property, uh, that would give you 900,000 and you owe, you said 500,000 on the property. Gives you 400,000. In theory, in potential equity. Correct. But then you also need to have the sufficient credit to do that. And with equity lines of credit, you know, if your credit score is not in the 700s, it's going to be really difficult for you to get an equity line of credit. These loans are meant for people that have, you know, qualified income and qualified credit in general. Um, so I would say 680 is kind of like the lowest, but in theory, we want to see 720 or 740 to be able to get the better interest rates. But to answer your initial question, owner-occupied, you can go up to 89.9%. Got it. Good? I love it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So that that that's good. Okay. And then the HELOC, is that available on a fixed rate or only adjustable? And some, then some lenders, yeah. Some lenders offer it very rare, you know, extremely rare, but you know, usually what happens is that the equity line of credit, the flexibility of an equity line of credit, Jose Luis, is the fact that when you, let's say you borrow $50,000, that $50,000, you only have to repay back the interest. That is the one part that is great, but it could also be negative because you're paying interest only. So it is your responsibility to send additional money towards the principal if you're thinking of paying this off sooner than later. And that's where a lot of people make a mistake that, you know, obviously you borrow $50,000, your payment's only four or $500 and you're like, oh my God, that's really good. Well, but that's pure interest. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. you have to be wise about that as well. So yeah. Got it. And then uh, how long are these loans typically? Are they like five-year loans, 10 years, 15, 20? How long do these typically yeah, go out? Yeah, the equity line of credits usually are a 20 or 25-year loans, and they have drawing periods of 10 years up to 20 years. So I would say that any any uh, any substantial balance that you'll have, typically, every bank is different, but typically after the 10-year period or 15-year period, they will make sure that you start paying principal and interest after that. Um in my career, Jose Luis, I've seen tons of people obtain equity lines of credit, but as you and I know, interest rates are very cyclical. And when that happens, you know, if rates go down, typically people will consolidate their first mortgage and the second mortgage into one single one. And therefore the equity lines of credit, you know, go away after a certain period of time. But just to answer your question is typically after 10 years on average, you are required to start paying principal and interest after 10 years so that means that the loan is longer than 10 years so how long will yeah, the loan be like 20 years yeah but you got to remember an equity line of credit is interest only for the most part so you know you have to really be wise about how much are you borrowing and what is your exit strategy that's the one thing that we always talk to our clients is like okay got it i can get you in there but what is your exit strategy if you're not 100 percent certain of that you have to meet with somebody that is qualified to be able to answer that question. 
And one of the things that I always tell my clients is like, look, I just don't necessarily just do the loans. I actually own the real estate myself and I have these types of loans myself. So I can share with you my strategy, whether my strategy works for you or not, is a little bit of a different story, but you always need to have a plan A, which is getting in and a plan B. How are you getting out? Getting out. Fantastic. Okay. So what's a he loan now? A he loan is um, a traditional fixed rate second. What does that mean? It means that initially you start with knowing what is your principal and what is your interest payment. These loans can vary between five years, 10 years, 15, 20, 25, and 30 year loans. You get to choose your term and it's also a hundred percent based on your qualifications. What does that mean? You need to income qualify, you need to credit qualify, and your property also needs to have equity. Now, the unique part about a he loan is the fact that you are allowed to either go owner occupied or you can also do non-owner occupied, which is kind of cool. Mm -hmm. In a non-occupying uh, arena, uh, let's go in, uh, let's use you as an example. Let's assume that you are interested in doing a, uh, an ADU and currently your funds are locked in or your properties are locked in at a really good interest rate and you just doesn't make financial sense for you to do that. To I would refinance basically. You, yeah, to refinance. Yeah, I would offer yeah. you a second mortgage, which is called a he loan, which means that you can go on average, you know, in some cases owner occupied up to, up to 89% as well, but non-owner it kind of reduces down to an average of 75 to 80%. I would say 80% being the highest that some of these lenders are willing to do. So now let's go and utilize some of the original examples that we had. So uh, you have a million dollar property and uh, that property has a mortgage of 500,000 and you wanna go to the max possible. So that means that 80% of a million, it will be 800,000. So you'll have the ability to tap into $300,000 in a second mortgage that will be fixed from start to finish. The advantages of these products is the fact that you know for a fact from day one, what is your payment going to look like and when is it going to end? So at this point, you'll have a start, you have your A and B already because you'll know like you start with what payment would be and, and how many years it's gonna take. The negative to these types of loans, Jose Luis, would be for somebody who is not yet ready to go. And you and I know uh, that the processes of submitting an ADU permit could take, um, I mean, I was very grateful to say that Camarillo was amazing. I got an ADU yeah. approval in two weeks. Um, amazing. And I've been in Oxnard a year and a half and Ventura a year and yeah. three months, and I still don't even have a, eh, nothing. So what most people need to understand is that an ADU requires thinking and requires a plan. For example, if you come to me and you say, hey, uh, Silverio, I'm interested in getting a, an ADU or building an ADU. Okay, great. Not a problem. Have you started your paperwork? Well, no, I haven't. Okay. The average, and please correct me because I know you've done plenty of those yourself. The average cost of an ADU for plants and uh, engineering and Title 24 and all that I would say it's an average of $10,000 to kind of get started. Yeah. Yeah. And I would say that 80% of the people who are drafting these documentations, they don't ask you for $10,000 up front. They ask you for an initial deposit, a deposit when they 
finish the, the drawings and submit them. And then at the end, when they finish and they get you an approval, they give you, they ask you for the final payment. So what I always tell my clients is like, look, you're interested in ADU, great. Meet with a drafter, meet with an architect, figure out what can be done in your property first and ask them for an estimate. From that point on, you can start planning whether you need Silverio to step in right now and give you the funds or you know, you need to wait a few months before those plans get in, you know, get moving. Because if you choose a loan, like a he loan, Jose Luis, I would hand you $150,000 in your hand right now. And you're starting to pay $150,000 worth of interest every single month until your plans get approved. So you could be a whole year into waiting and you're already paying, you know, $8,000 in a year yeah, or like $5,000. You yeah. haven't even poured your foundation. Um, you don't probably even have an approval. So anyway, so building an ADU requires for the clientele to go to a professional to be able to guide them through this process. And the number one process, if you agree with me, would be to look at whether the city allows you to build an ADU, how would it be laid out, and how much is it going to cost you for all of the initial documentation. And if you can fund your initial deposits, which is like the $10,000 or whatever, that's usually the, the wiser thing because why would you want to finance money when you don't even, you don't have, even anything. have anything yet? Correct. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. Now, are there instances where like, let's say that you don't have the 80% in equity, but after you do the ADU, you'll have 80 plus like, so is, is there any financing programs that you have where they do it on the after repair value of the ADU, or is it always just based on the standing equity that you have on the property? That's a great question. Look, uh, the state of California, which is uh, California Housing Finance Agency, has brought out uh, different ADU grants or ADU programs that can assist people with low to moderate incomes to start the process through a grant. Um, with the absolute most honesty, I am a huge fan of CalHFA. I actually do a ton of CalHFA loans. I love assisting first-time homebuyers with 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 that program. But the specific loan for ADUs that they or a grant that they provide, I've never been able to complete one yet because they go through so many layers and so many steps that it's really not reasonable for anybody in our counties. I'm saying Ventura County, LA County, Santa Barbara County, because of the cost, you need to have a certain amount of income uh, that is low to moderate to qualify for these programs. So in theory, no, there isn't that I know of a program today that will allow you to utilize the after construction you know, value for you to get that ADU today. R right now, we're talking about equity-based loans and the equity needs today. to be available today. Today, basically. So, so like, let's say that I build out the ADU and I fund it, I can basically get the value of what the ADU would be afterwards because I've already done it. So that would be equity today. And then if I invest 200000 I could potentially get a HE loan to get my $200,000 back out of that property if I wanted to, basically, is yeah, a different right. way of thinking yeah, about yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Yeah, if you have the financial ability for you to fund your own ADU, which I have seen plenty of people do, um, you know what else I've seen? I've seen people get loans against their 401ks, but then eventually they want to repay it back uh, or they actually get a loan from a family member. They need to. Uh, absolutely. You can always get the after value repair 
once the property and once you have the whole build itself. Another great thing about ADUs is that Fannie Mae, for the most part, will allow you to utilize a percentage of your rental income from your ADU to help you qualify. Example, if you happened to sell a property to someone that has, uh, that somebody that wants to buy a property with an ADU, but they don't have enough income to qualify because this property may be a little bit more, but they know that they're going to receive a, a nice amount of money from this ADU. We can let you utilize 75% of the projected rental income from that ADU to help these clients qualify as well. So ADUs are becoming, in my personal opinion, aside from an additional assistance to help you with your mortgage payment, it is also a fantastic way of creating generational wealth, which I know that you're a big supporter of that. And so am I. So the idea here is understanding that more than likely our children will have a slightly higher, you know, difficulty level of purchasing a property. So if you happen to build that ADU, that could be something that could be utilized at a later time for, for our families. Absolutely. Not only that, but it helps with like the affordable you think. So it's funny that you mentioned that, like, so back when I started my career, I ran into clients that are like, oh, I only qualify for 300,000 back in the day as a single family residence. And then I was like, have you ever thought about buying a duplex, triplex or a fourplex? And they'd be like, well, if I don't even qualify for a single family, why would I qualify for a duplex, triplex or fourplex? What a lot of them didn't know is that you can use the income for some of those extra units to be able to qualify. So you may not qualify for a single family residence for 300, but you may qualify for a fourplex for four, 400 or 450. So there's so many different ways. At the end of the day, like my biggest advice to somebody looking to finance an ADU, looking to purchase a property, looking to buy a multi-unit is to talk to a loan officer with experience. Obviously, what I like about working with you is that you're doing ADUs yourself, yep. which means that you're at the forefront. You can actually guide them as to how long it's going to take for permits approximately. You could actually tell them, hey, look, this is how much I'm paying for my ADUs and help people really um, give them advice as to how to finance. Is there anything else that you think we should know either about the He Loan program or the HELOC that would be helpful for our viewers? I just really think that people should uh, should have a really um, a really solid idea as to what they want to do before they get themselves into that. Um, you know, a lot of different local banks or even your primary bank or whatever make it they make it so easy for you to get a, an equity line of credit. They're like, oh, you, you just give us a couple of papers and you'll have an equity. I get it. It could be very easy, but you need to understand that you, like I mentioned to you, you have a to have B. a plan A and a plan B. You have to know when to go in and when to go out. And not necessarily all the equity lines of credit are usually uh, a wiser choice, um, nor the equity line credit. Every situation is very different, especially um, you know if, if you know exactly where you're at in the actual construction process. But consult with somebody that knows sit down with somebody that is uh, knowledgeable and more than anything else, consult with somebody that has potentially done it. So you get firsthand experience versus somebody who's just on the phone, like, Hey, I'm in another part of the country yeah. and this is what you should do. You know what I mean? That's just yeah. my advice. Oh, I think even the insight that you gave as to how long certain permits take, because in my experience, like I get clients like, Oh yeah, I'm going to get an equity line of credit right now. And then, um, or I'm going to get a home, uh, a he loan. And then they're like, I'm like, where's your ADU going to be? They're like in Oxford. I'm like, how long in the process are you started? Oh, I'm barely going to meet with the architect. I'm like, you're probably looking at a year to a year and a half in Oxnard versus 
somewhere like Camarillo, which is a lot faster. So if viewers wanted to either do a HELOC or a HELOAN, uh, where can people uh, get in touch with you? Certainly. You can definitely, my cell phone number is 805-479-9283, or you guys can follow me either in uh, TikTok or in um, Instagram. It's at Silver Mortgage Group. Um, you can send me a direct uh, direct message there, and uh, I'll be more than happy to guide you through the process. But uh, we're currently located in the city of Camarillo, uh, and uh, it'll be my pleasure to to guide any of you guys. And it doesn't really matter, you know. In California, in general, you have the option to uh, to do in these loans. So anywhere in California that you, if you're looking at us, and anywhere, give us a call, give us uh, give us an uh, an opportunity to guide you through the process. And uh, we'll answer any of your questions. Sounds great. Thank you, Silverio. I appreciate your time. For our viewers, if you've enjoyed this episode, make sure to hit that subscribe button. If you feel that this episode will be helpful to somebody, uh, make sure to hit the uh, the share button and share it with a friend. Uh, for our viewers, we appreciate you taking the time to watch. And until next time.